Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Welcome back, survivors. This is Erin Hartz, and tonight is an extra special episode, actually. I am changing the title and artwork of this podcast coming soon, and so this will be my last episode of Self-Care for Survivors of Trauma as it stands. So my new title will be revealed soon. It'll be the same place, so you'll just see a new cover art a new title when you come to the same place to find me. So I went back and forth. Should I just make a new podcast or should I use the same one? I decided use the same one because I don't want y'all to not know where I went and not not be able to find me because I'm going to be talking about similar topics and definitely about trauma. It's just going to be in a new way. So that'll be coming out soon. I hope you listen to the next few episodes. It's pretty exciting. I'm changing it up this summer. So I decided to try some online dating last Friday. I got a little lonely. I had some extra time and I'm like, you know, this is the time that maybe I need to go on a couple dates because my son is with his dad right now and I have some free time because I'm not teaching in the summer. This is the perfect time for me to spend a little time on the app, see what it's like, put my toe in the water. And I wish I had a lot of hope to share with you all today. And it's not that it's a hopeless share, but I decided to just call it validation of online dating because for me, online dating is very challenging. And I think most people would agree with that. Maybe not everybody. I'm not sure. Maybe some people really like it. But for me, And what I've heard from a lot of other people is that it's kind of fun for a while and thrilling, but then it ends up taking a lot of energy. So I've been, you know, practicing, trying it out. Usually I'll try for a few days, see what comes up, go on a date or two, and then usually that's all the effort I have. I'm able to muster until a few months go by and I try it again. So it's been a while for me since I've been dating, maybe about eight months, nine months since I've gone on a date. And the last ones were actually pretty good. They didn't like work out, but they were nice people and I had good experiences. But after that, I was just so tired because being a single parent, it's very hard to have time to date and to schedule things if I want to get a babysitter and all that kind of stuff. So that's a different problem. If you're a single parent, you, I'm sure, understand that. But a lot of single parents share their kids 50-50. And my situation's really different since my son's dad lives far away on the East Coast. He only, you know, gets to see him a few times a year. So that means that most of the time I have to have a babysitter and, you know, sometimes babysitters aren't available and they're expensive and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so online dating. Here's some things that came up for me 
And I'm just sharing these stories because they're validating if you're going through this experience right now too. And if you're not, maybe it's just like a fun little romp to see how it's going for people that are online dating at this moment. So the app that I've been using is called Hinge. That's been, I think, the popular one that at least the people I know have been talking about. And when I've listened to podcasts from dating experts at the moment, sometimes I'll search for different things like that and listen to the most updated stuff. A lot of them talk about Hinge as being a good one. So in the past, I've used Bumble. I've tried OkCupid. I think I tried Tinder for like a minute, but I don't think I ever met anybody from there. It just, you know, didn't work out or I got tired of it or something. So anyway, I'm on Hinge. I'm trying it out. Learning about the app is one issue too. Like it takes a little learning to get all the stuff right and understand how to use it. Like for instance, at first I did set the age limit on there. Of So I'm 43. So, you know, I might date a 35 to 50 year old somewhere in there. I usually set my parameters around that. And then I kept seeing like 25 year olds were liking me. I'm like, wait a second, why is this happening? And I, you know, you have to go in and figure out why is that happening? I go back in and I guess there's like a little box you can click, like, is this a deal breaker or not? So I guess there were some situations where 25 year olds could see me and that seems a little weird to me like that's really out of my age range um but they're really hot so you know it's like kind of it makes me kind of think like do they just swipe right or like everyone just to try and get somebody that night so i'm thinking that's probably more what happened I don't know. Or maybe guys are into older women. I don't know. That doesn't seem like a thing, right? Like, that's not a thing. Maybe it is. In the past, maybe sometimes people say that, but I don't see that as a thing that often in life. So yeah, that happened. And I talked to this 25-year-old for a little while. And on Hinge, it's actually kind of hard to tell who is looking for a long-term relationship or not. Like most people don't seem to fill out that part of it. Like you can fill out all these questions and tell about yourself, but most people don't seem to fill them all out. If you know a lot more about the online dating world and you want to school me, then, you know, find me on Instagram, tell me some things. You can teach me about it a little bit. But it's just funny because it's just like, what am I really going to have in common with somebody who's 25? I mean, I just, there wouldn't be, right? So I chatted with this guy for like a couple minutes and he was like, do you want to come over? And we were talking about him working at a gym. And I was like, you mean to the gym? <laughs> and he was like, no, like to my house tonight. And I'm like, um, I think we want different things, you know? Um, I mean, I guess I was tempted for a millisecond, but not really, because that's not something that I do. It's a great idea in my head. It sounds like it'd be really fun. But in reality, that's not a practice that I want, because I want a long term relationship that's healthy and loving. And if I'm wasting my time with things that are not like that, it's not really pulling the right energy to me. So I said, no, thank you. And, you know, moved on to the next one and deleted that. Um, let's see, what other experiences did I have? Um, so one thing is I'm bisexual, so I date men and women. And I'm always kind of wondering, on the app, I can write there that I'm bisexual if I want to, or I can keep that part hidden 
and just end up telling people that I'm dating at some specific time or time when it seems right to tell them. But like, I want to be open about who I am. I want people to know who they're dating. Um, I think that I want to know that I I would want to know up front if I was dating a person that was bisexual. Like that does kind of mean something different to me. And I would have some questions about it, right? So um, I put it on there. But when I put that on there, I feel like I get this weird group of men that it seems like they're just fascinated with women being together. And that's really their whole reason. Like, they're like, wow, that's so great that you're so open, you know, when at first I thought, well, yeah, that's, I guess that's one way to look at it. But then I realized that they weren't valuing it in the way that I would value it. And so it's like, should I not put that on there? And is this, is this pulling in the right, wrong type of person? I mean, just because I'm bisexual does not mean that I want to have a threesome. Okay, let's get that very clear. I am into monogamy and probably will be most of my life. I mean, you never know, but I would have to know someone very, very well before I'd even discuss that situation with them, really. And you know, that's not what I'm looking for. But there's a lot of people that are into that right now. Um, So I guess, you know, it's good. We have a conversation on there. But it's kind of annoying. You know, it's kind of annoying that people think that just because I'm bisexual, it means that I want to have some kind of open relationship or have a primary partner and then, you know, see women secondary. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, It's just, it gets me, that's what exhausts me. It feels to me like, where are just the normal people? But I mean, maybe that is normal. Maybe I'm the abnormal one, or maybe we're all different. And this is just what it takes is us expressing what we want and finding someone else who wants the same things. Um, It's just, it's really hard because I think pornography is such a huge part of male culture nowadays too. It really seems to color the types of things that people talk about online. I mean, not every single person, but I there's a lot of them and I have to have I have to learn how to navigate the people that are just looking for sex and the people that are looking for a relationship. And it's not as clear cut as it seems like it should be. I mean, if everybody goes on there and like puts looking for a relationship or looking for something casual, if they actually clicked those buttons that it shows on their profile, then that would make it easier for me. Um, But most people don't seem to do that, which I guess they just want to chat about it. But anyway, I guess since I do want a serious, healthy relationship, I want somebody who's straightforward and direct in their communication, then most people aren't like that. It is a needle in a haystack maybe that I'm looking for. At least that's what my therapist says. So I guess this is just typical, right? And a lot of people are on apps just to hook up and they should be able to do that if they want. But um, it's frustrating when you've got somebody and you're talking to them and they're kind of in the middle. And like this one guy I was talking to this last weekend, he asked me, you know, what I wanted in a relationship. And I told them what I wanted. And it says it on my profile, too. So that's a little annoying when that happens, right? That like you have it there and they can look at your profile and get to know you by that. But, you know, I I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to give grace, of course, because 
I, I forget things too, or sometimes you don't know what they mean exactly by the things they put on their profile, etc. I can give grace for that. But it's like he asked me what I wanted. And then when I asked him, like, is that what you want too? And he was kind of like vague about his response, you know? So now I'm much more like able to notice when people are vague about things that is not a good sign for me. That means that they probably don't want the same thing. Um, but it takes me time to like realize that because if you get into kind of a good conversation with someone and they're good looking and it gets kind of exciting, right? And then I have to stop myself and put the app away and then like think, okay, how did it make me feel when I'm talking to that person? Did I feel good after talking to them? Did I not feel good? Did I feel a little bit like they were shady? Like I'm a little worried about what they want out of a relationship. You know, I really have to notice my feelings so that I can navigate it. So really, there was a guy that I was talking to all weekend that he was so handsome and he lived really close by. It He seemed like a good person in general. But then the more and more we talked, the more it kind of became vaguely sexual in what he seemed to want, even though he claimed that wasn't all he wanted. And then he started saying some weird things and they weren't that weird though, you know? So we have to really be on guard to like, okay, is this what I want? It, how does this person make me feel? Is this the type of partner I want? I want to be open-minded, but I also need to feel comfortable with somebody. So it's really hard. Someone else I was talking to this weekend, a woman, um, she was really awesome. I liked talking to her. She was a cool person, very interesting, shared a lot, very open. Um, but she lived kind of far away. And then she did tell me that she doesn't drive right now or doesn't have a car. You know, I'm not going to be like rude about people that are going through a rough time. But there's just certain boundaries that I have to have, right? Like I I personally can't date someone that lives far away and doesn't have a car because I would have to drive everywhere. And as a single parent, I need my partner to actually be able to drive to see me at least half the time because I don't have that kind of time to spend, especially if they live, you know, an hour away um, to date. So, you know, it's hard sometimes because I do make connections, but then for whatever reason, they're not perfect. Online dating is really hard and it takes a lot of self-care to kind of stop ourselves, figure out how we're feeling. I have to separate, am I just attracted to this person sexually or do they seem like a good partner? And that's very hard to de decipher at times. And I have to kind of ask myself those really important questions. Like if sex was not a part of this, do I think I would want to hang out with this person and just eat dinner or just, you know, go to the movies or go hang out at an art gallery together? Like, yeah, so I have to be able to say yes to that to want to go on a date. I did talk to someone else who he asked me out on a date and I said, well, I would do a video chat first. And then he said, well, I've tried that and I don't really like it. Um, and so I said, okay, well, good luck finding someone. And, you know, I could have said, you know, and I do understand that, like, maybe that was his boundary. But for me, I really want to meet someone online first to see what they're like, because it gives me a lot more information about how I feel after I talk to them. If I feel good after talking to him, then I know that I could probably enjoy seeing them in person. If not, then, you know, I don't spend time with them. And also what I'm looking for too is do I feel safe with this person that if I meet them in person, 
Are they going to try to like kiss me on the first date when I might not want to kiss them? Are they going to be a boundary violator? I have to really figure out from talking to them online what they're going to be like and if this person respects others' boundaries or if they don't. Because I've told the story of that going bad for me in the past. And that's a really serious one for me. I do not want to go on a date with someone who's going to like grab me and try to push me into doing something physical that I don't want to do. A lot of people expect that you're supposed to do A, B, and C on a date. And I don't, you know, and I want to be with someone who respects physical boundaries and understands that whole concept, which seems like a lot of men don't. Um, That's been my experience. I know that a lot of men do, though. And um, I did have an online date with someone and it went well. So we're going to go out again. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm very excited to have a date this week. All right. Well, this is my last episode of Self-Care for Survivors of Trauma. I will be renaming the podcast and you'll find it in the exact same place. So stay tuned for my new podcast name and artwork. Very excited to share it with you. If you want to help me decide on the artwork, I am going to put it up on Instagram probably around July 2nd, maybe July 1st. So that's in 2023. So if you're listening to this podcast in real time and not later on, you can go on to Instagram, iHeartsAaron, and see if you can help me figure out what podcast design is the best. I love you all and I care about you and I hope you have wonderful self-care practices for yourself. I hope that this portion of my podcast has helped you become more loving towards yourself. That's why I created this podcast. I was so bad at taking care of myself in the past and I've learned so much and I hope you have too. I always love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram or join my Facebook group, Survivors of Trauma Unite. Take care, survivors. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.